when Zoom had sort of jumped from 20 bucks to 80, I was looking at it thinking, oh, well, that's, you know, that's fair. That's the trade of this month. It was May 2020. And I thought, well, you know, good on the people who got into that. That was sharp. You know, that, that trade is clearly passed now. And then I went to 500. And I was like, wow. If you just look at a chart that's gone up fourfold in two months, you can't ever think like, tell you what, I reckon she's a buy. But it was. And then um, they obviously got way overexcited. And the pullback comes. And I think, you know, it's a little microcosm of a of an entire investment cycle. You know, there are reasons to invest. There are reasons why it should be worth $80 instead of 20 There probably aren't reasons why it's worth $590. Um, but that's where... Welcome to the Exponential Investor Podcast. Want to be a better, smarter, more clued up investor? Well, you've come to the right place. We cover the breakthrough investment ideas you don't hear about in the mainstream to keep you on top of the mega trends and opportunities reshaping our world. Good morning. Welcome to the Exponential Investor Podcast. I'm your editor, Sam Volkering, here with my co-editor, Kit Winder. Uh, unfortunately, some due to some technical difficulties today, you can only see me uh, and not Kit. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing. It depends on your view of uh, of, of each of us. But uh, anyway, thanks for joining me. Get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining me, Kit. Um, what's, what's caught your attention this week in the market? Uh... There's not a huge amount going on. It's not actually this week, is there? No, Weirdly you asked me that quite a lot, and I, I suppose uh, I've been trying to sort of zoom out and think what are the, um, the big themes. You know, people thought uh, bond yields and interest rates were going to be going up, and they got to like one. You know, the US ten year got to like one six, one seven, and then has just gently fallen back. And then a few of the old things have continued. So there was a bit of a value rally that's fizzled out. Don't really see that changing anytime soon. America's pulled out of Afghanistan. That doesn't really have huge market implications, except reminding people how quickly things can fall apart. Um, and um, just sort of, you know, the fangs keep getting bigger again. You know, we had we had three months off going on about how much Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google uh, go up, and now they're back. So we can keep going on about that again, if you like. Well. I've, I do have a I do have a question I'd like to get your take on uh, sort of around that. This isn't one of the fangs, but it's certainly one of the uh, one of the hot stocks of the last year and a half. One of the COVID stocks, uh, I guess you you would probably call it, uh, and that's uh, Zoom and 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 companies like Zoom, I suppose, that really exploded when all of a sudden everyone was confined and still very much you know for a lot of people are confined to to the house which means a lot of Zoom meetings, which means a lot of businesses uh, subscribing, taking out Zoom plans and the like. Um, however, I, I saw an interesting I saw an interesting article this week on Zero Hedge. Uh, it, it, for anyone that is, uh, is, is watching, listening uh, to this, I, uh, I, I, we, I know, Kit, you, you visited as well, a number of our editors do. Zero Hedge is a great site. Um, for just a, a good mishmash of, of things that are going on in the world, from the good, the bad, the ugly, and the funny. Um, but I, I saw I saw an article on there uh, that said that twenty five percent of bosses had admitted to firing somebody due to Zoom gaffes. Um, basically, somebody on a Zoom meeting doing something that they shouldn't have, or behaving or performing in a way that they shouldn't have, resulting in their termination. And I um I don't know I found I just found that 
weirdly amusing <laughs> that the the Zoom meetings have have become now, um, and and the 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 gaff Zoom gaffs have become quite the thing, and are actually resulting now obviously in people getting fired. And then it sort of made me question: um, is is the is the the hype around Zoom has has it really has it come off? Is it is it is Zoom one of those stocks that really was all about the situation at the time, and and uh, or or is there still you know are we shifting to to a new this new normal of where you know Zoom meetings are very much a part of our life? I mean, we're doing this via or we're doing this via Ring Central, which I I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure of the affiliation with Zoom, but it's very similar technology nonetheless. Um, but I had a look at the Zoom stock, right? And if I if I go back to my chart here and I look at the 52 week range of Zoom, uh, it hit a high of $588.84 going back to sort of late last year, uh, currently trading at 290 US dollars. So it has peeled off a huge amount of that rise. Now I will I will I will also add it's up from like $80 a year ago, uh, sorry, $80 about two years ago now. So it's still you know up a big whack, but it's it's really peeled off those highs. I guess my question for you is what, when it comes to these kinds of COVID stocks, which really did boom from COVID, there's no, there's no doubt. If, 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 if we hadn't experienced the last 18 months with the pandemic and everything, I very much doubt that Zoom will have, would have got anywhere near $588. So I guess my question is, 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 is that, do we, are these the stocks that investors sh still should be kind of looking at and considering? Is, this, is there a new normal coming or is it now we've kind of come off that hump and perhaps that these, these attention grabbers aren't necessarily the greatest thing for people to be considering anymore? Yeah, I mean, it's a funny one, isn't it? People get overexcited. Um, but the psychology around this stuff I always find very interesting. I wrote a piece a while back around how when Zoom had sort of jumped from 20 bucks to 80, I was looking at it thinking, oh, well, that's, you know, that's fair. That's the trade of this month. It was May 2020. And I thought, well, you know, good on the people who got into that. That was sharp. You know, that, that trade is clearly passed now. And then I went to 500. And I was like, wow, if you just look at a chart that's gone up fourfold in two months, you can't ever think like, tell you what, I reckon she's a buy. But it was. And then um, they obviously got way overexcited. And the pullback comes and I think, you know, it's a little microcosm of a of an entire investment cycle. You know, there are reasons to invest. There are reasons why it should be worth $80 instead of 20. There probably aren't reasons why it's worth 590. Um, but that's where market psychology takes over from market fundamentals. And so now it's sort of returned to, I mean, actually it's in the ether. I, I, I think probably it's, it's pretty unclear what a, a reasonable fair price for something like Zoom is at the moment, as you say, well, the future is always uncertain, but like, it's quite a binary option. Like, do people go back to the office or do they not? Um, it, Zoom is only successful in one of those. Um, and I thought it was interesting. Um, like business travel, I think was always the big argument. And we as a company, we didn't, we didn't do a huge amount of it. Um, but do you have a sense from other companies? Like are they, well, uh, uh, anecdotally, I've heard of people um, mainly in the sort of sales or client related space for, for their respective companies saying 
it's unbelievable how much better things are going now that we're allowed to go and like take people out for drinks and dinners, take them to the hundred, the golf days, whatever it is. Um, the, the change in the performance of those sales divisions has been dramatic. And, you know, I'm always sort of of the belief that we're in the office for a reason. I've been thinking lately, like, 18 months is a long time to be detached from your colleagues, from the enterprise of your enterprise and sort of being in there all together. So um, my my suspicions are that it might take longer than a few months, but that we'll slowly go back to how things were. Because they were like that for a reason. We weren't just there because, oh, well, we've just always done it and whatever. Like, there are very good reasons to be in an office. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think you make a good point there, right? So I I, I certainly get the, the feeling from uh, everyone I speak to that things like you say, like business travel and um, business entertainment, things like that, are certainly will rebound very hard as soon as those those shackles are unleashed. And, and we're starting to see that already now uh, here in the UK is that, you know, those restrictions are being shaken loose. It's a little bit trickier for international business travel, um, but there's certainly a huge amount of pent-up demand for that that I think will be ready to explode. And like you say as well, I think that uh, that we will see a a very speedy return to to what we are very much used to. And for me, it it, it there are there are pockets of industry I think which have forever been changed. I think healthcare is one of those where. Uh, new technologies. It's accelerated the use of new technologies, and we will we will forever see that now as the new normal. But I think, with certainly when it comes to enterprise and and the in the idea of an office environment and people commuting to an office location, I think that that will return. I think it will return fast. And so, I my view is that a lot of these lockdown stocks, these COVID stocks, that facilitated. Uh, a, a very important function and purpose during this period, this abnormal, it should be said, very abnormal period. It's very unusual uh, and uncommon uh, for, for events like this to take place over such a long period of time. So while relevant and certainly, um, you know, they made hay while well, the sun shone, figuratively speaking, on them, um, I think that the flip side of that is that all of a sudden you will perhaps look to find pockets of industry that will benefit from that return to normal, whether it be you know uh, office services, building maintenance services, companies, all those integral parts of how a city, an office environment functions, that continued progress towards you know smart environments within buildings uh, and within cities about how they manage people and traffic and the environment and all those aspects. I think that's where we'll start to probably see the next wave of how this pandemic comes off and that return to normal comes in. So I certainly when, and this is sort of the process, I think that it's important that people watching and listening understand that we go through is that when we see something like Zoom, for instance, and the situation around the pandemic, and we see a stock like that, dramatically rise but then also peel off a lot of those gains the thought process certainly for me is well what does that mean for not just that stock or that sort of area of opportunity but where's the next one coming from and if we do have that shift back to as i say more normal inverted commas uh situation then it it opens the door again for a whole bunch of industries that would you know will hit really hard 
um, when you know people weren't going into an office. So I think that's certainly an area. Uh, those you know those are the sorts of processes that investors should be taking with their mindset about investment ideas and the process and thesis that they build for for what's coming. But you know it's um, it's still very. Um, uh, it changes a lot from country to country. You know, as you know, a lot of our uh, brethren back in Australia are still under reasonably strict conditions as to where and what they can do. Um, so, you know, companies that might have exposure to Australia are going to fare differently from those that might have exposure to the UK, Europe, America, and so forth. So again, it's very interchangeable, the conditions. Um, it, it feels like the You've got to be ready to be nimble and to move in, you know, out of something uh, if it's if it turns against you because of geopolitical moves or policies or um, clampdowns or anything like that. So, again, it's you know, <laughs> it's all fun, it's all fun and games, I guess. But um, that's sort of that's how I see that sector playing out. Yeah, I mean, the Australia point is is a really interesting one. Like, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, um, because. At some point, there has to be a serious, you know, policy risk attached to pretty much all Australian exporting companies or importing companies or all Australian companies who are struggling to hire international talent at their home offices, right? I mean, um, if we don't see a sort of change in the tone or the suggestion of how they're going to approach things in the future, if they're, if Australia and New Zealand are going to be doing this for the next five years while everyone else has has moved in a different direction rightly or wrongly um you know they're worth less yeah yeah absolutely i think i think that's that's absolutely a factor that and and because so many companies are still very much multinational uh with offices or with uh you know clients or customers in in places like australia which is a it's just a very important market for a lot of businesses and so yeah it's 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 absolutely important to understand for investors to understand uh, just where their companies that they're investing in actually get their money from, where they make their revenues from, where their profit centers are, and understanding the situation in those places uh, and, and, and factoring that into to their investment decisions. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, it's because it is such an interchangeable world at the moment. Um, the depth of knowledge about the investments that you've got in your portfolio about where and what they do exactly has never probably been, I don't think, as important as it is today. I mean, it's always important, but um, you know, knowing your companies inside out, um, not just if they're a meme or not, uh, is is the flavor of the day. But anyway, we've we've gone on uh, long enough. We like to keep this um, podcast nice and brief and short so that we don't bore you to tears. On a Friday morning, um, anything else that you'd like to you'd like to add or or quickly bring in before we wrap up today's episode, Kit? Uh, yeah, only just to keep an eye on this Chinese property company. I don't know if you've been looking at this, but the property company Evergrande, which is a very very large Chinese property company, there's been a theme over the last few years of people looking at how much has been built in China, sort of as a GDP creation exercise, uh, in terms of things that are going to be built and not really filled, and that. Evergrande is one of the largest companies and it's uh, issued a warning, I think, last Tuesday saying we're in serious risk of default if we can't raise cash. And it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and its bonds are now trading 20 cents on the 27 cents on the dollar. Um, its EV business is down 80% this year. 
they're trying to sell it, but they can't, hasn't sold a single car yet. Um, that is, you know, if that goes bankrupt, that is a really bad sign for the other ones because it came out of nowhere and there was no real sort of indication that it was struggling beforehand. And B, as we know, one company defaulting in a sector that people are very concerned at in terms of liquidity, uh, Bear Stearns, um, can have serious knock-on effects for the rest of a significantly over-levered business. And the Chinese government has tried to, to sort of delever it, which is probably what is causing this. Um, so yeah. keep an eye on Evergrande in China. Yeah, yeah interesting you point that out. I saw a fascinating chart uh, earlier this week as well about the divergence of the Chinese and US market. And it was literally like the US market has just continued higher and the, the Chinese market has just taken a hard turn right and headed south with with a divergence that has never been before been seen on such a scale, which is a um, slightly frightening. Uh, yeah, I mean, specifically to do with tech as well. And I think the point we make there is that Chinese government has cracked down on technology and education stocks. And we were just mentioning, is there a political risk in Australia? This reminds you that political risk is a very real factor in investment. Everyone just sort of thinks companies are companies, you know, sod the jurisdiction. But if, if a government turns hardened in a direction it can have a very material impact on the performance of the companies um and yeah as you say chinese tech is a, a powerful example have a look for those charts if you haven't seen them um just look up sort of was it queb the chinese tech in hong kong tech index versus the nasdaq um it's quite extraordinary actually yeah and and it's probably also a reminder that with positions that do take a turn for us you've got to sometimes look at them and and, and really assess Right, should I just get out of this and just let let the dust settle and see what it is? A lot of people just try and catch a falling knife and double down and double down and end up in a in a sticky situation. But you, yeah, that political risk is a absolutely a major factor. Again, super prevalent today uh, for all investors to take note of. But as I say, anyway, we've 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 gone along. We might explore the the China thing a little bit more uh, next week and, and dive a bit deeper into what that could mean uh, and how to play it for investors. But thanks again for tuning in. Uh, hope you're enjoying our regular exponential investor podcast. We'll be back with you again, as I say, next week. Thanks for tuning in and bye for now.